Hello, and welcome to The Bite, Hope Brooklyn's weekly podcast for bite-sized spiritual thoughts to inspire you as you center your life around God's great story. Thanks so much for listening. Well, hello, Hope Brooklyn, or not Hope Brooklyn, if you're new. Welcome to our podcast. If you have not heard, this is something that we'd like to do once a month. We want to tackle a topic, a subject that we think would be helpful, would be useful to you, the listener. My name is Greg, if we have not met. And I have the pleasure and honor of working here on staff for Hope Brooklyn. And I'm joined today by our community pastor, Brian. Brian, how are you feeling today? Doing good. Good, good. Um, We are going to be tackling the topic of grief today, which I think a lot of people can resonate with. I think um, there are people who are probably dealing with some uh, side effects of grief and may not be aware. I also think there are people who are very aware of the grief that they're dealing with. So we're going to get into a lot of that today. Um, But Brian, I'm so glad that we have you today to kind of touch on the topic. I don't know about you, right? But I think that I could remember some very early moments of dealing with grief. I don't think I knew that that's what it was then. Mm -hmm. I think in hindsight, I can definitely name some things. Man, I'd love to know uh, if you've had any at all, any early life experience with grief. And if so, what would you think is like the earliest date that you can think of as a kid, your, your first encounter with what grief was? Yeah, um, <clears throat> seems like the first one we're starting off is a bit of a he- heavy topic, <laughs> and I don't want to be a sad walking cloud <laughs> all the time. But um, yeah, uh, oddly enough, my first like memorable experience of grief was um, at a church when I was really, really little. Mm. Um, probably like going into like first grade or you oh, know, that's young. Yeah. Um, and it, it wasn't because, you know, that the church did anything bad to me. It was simply, we were moving to a new church mm. and I had some childhood friends that I essentially grew up in that church with Yeah. since we were like infants crawling around, you know, the church, you know, playmats. Yeah. Um, and then when we had to move, it was such a weird thing because, you know, we were little kids, so we really had no way of staying connected. Right. So we were just separated one, one week we, we said our goodbyes and yeah. that was it. I don't know why. I just imagine like the Rugrats, like Tommy Pickles. And yeah, his is that how it felt? Just like yeah, man. We were like the you know the troublemakers growing up, <laughs> um, and yeah. I mean, sorry, I said first grade, but I think it was like almost like third, fourth grade. Yeah, um, which is still pretty young. Yeah, yeah. And I remember just being separated from our friends, and it was like that felt weird. Yeah. So I really couldn't put my finger on like what it was, right? But the loss mm-hmm. of friendship was like severed you know it's so strange because so i know when i heard the word grief right when i knew that that's what we'd be talking about today my mind immediately went to loss of life like Mm. death and it's so crazy because like right out the gate you're already flipping it on me and it's like no man like loss of friendship the person can still be alive but just not close and that grief sets in it makes me super aware because our kids right given the year we just had they've probably had a situation similar to what you just described, like that separation of friendship or Mm -hmm. just even that loss of friendship because, you know, one minute you're in school, the next minute your parents are telling you about how it's not safe to be outside. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty interesting experience. What else has been, what have been some other experiences with grief that you've had that maybe would help some of our listeners? Yeah, I mean, before I even jump into that, to your point, Greg, um, yeah, I think this past year especially has pointed out that Grief comes in many shapes and forms, yeah. right? Like, obviously, the physical loss of life mm-hmm. has been the most apparent thing, but our, we, we've been grieving the way of losing our lifestyle, 
Yeah. Right. The way that you, even how we go grocery shopping. Yeah. Right. How we do church. Um, and every little thing has been turned upside down for us. Yeah. And so a lot of the anger we feel is a part, I believe, is a part of that grief. Right. Sure. That we're, we're frustrated. We're angry that we lost this way of life. Right. Um, and that's what we're fighting for. They're trying to go back to that normal, you know, routine that we had before. Yeah. Um, and so it's going to be a really tough adjustment, at least for me and what I've seen with some like friends and mm. family around, um, trying to process that grief coming out of this pandemic. Sure. Um, but yeah, like, personally for me, um, if you've been with us at Hope Brooklyn through some of our sermons and services, you've heard that this past year, you know, we, um, my family and I, we, we lost both my grandparents within mm. a month span. Right. Uh, my grandmother actually passed away on Christmas Day 2020. And during that time, even before leading up to her death, because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. we couldn't even see her, like, we couldn't be in the same room as her. Wow. She was at assisted living. And so we would have to visit her through, you know, the, the whole, like, you know, you saw some pictures, like, yeah. through the window, oh my God. trying to talk to her on the phone. Um, and her mental health was slowly declining. Sure. So it, it was it was a tough thing leading up to the point of even um, losing her yeah. on Christmas Day, and um, that that was definitely you know a shock. Although you know we knew her health wasn't the best, mm-hmm. it was still it was still a shock. And um, during that time, my grandfather had just some bloating in his legs. Yeah, just and, randomly. Yeah, and he was fine. He was good in spirit. Um, even after lost my grandmother, he yeah. was the one kind of like trying to encourage us and, you know, our family. Yeah. Um, and then a few weeks after that, you know, he went to the hospital and it went, it's, his health just began to plummet. Um, had he had a history of health issues or was this something? No, I mean, he's had, you know, some biopsies in his lungs, sure. things like that. Um, but for the most part, he was a really healthy dude. Yeah. Um, like, he would exercise every morning, wow. <laughs> you know, it was like his <laughs> 80s. Um, Hope I can be that way in my 80s. Yeah. And so even when we were at the hospital, he was feeling good for the most part. Yeah. He was like, you know, I'll be out in a week. Yeah. Um, but just tests after tests, people couldn't figure out what it was. Yeah. And eventually by the time um, we found out what it was, it was, it was too late. I'm and sorry. Um, yeah, within a month, you know, he, he passed away. But fortunately, um, at the hospital, we were allowed to, like, be with him. That's great. Um, it was limited visitors. But... Yeah, on top of losing them, on the whole I, pandemic, just yeah. making it more and more difficult Absolutely. to be able to be with them at the time. Yeah, um, a lot of tougher decisions. So I just can't imagine a lot of families just going through for sure the season. Um, even though you know neither one of my grandparents' deaths were COVID related, mm-hmm. um, just the whole healthcare system and what it had to go right. through. That whole experience, yeah, is different than anything we've ever experienced. Yeah, I wanted to ask you something. I hope it's okay to ask. Yeah. You talk about your grandfather's response to losing his life partner, basically, but he had this optimistic attitude. Yeah. I, I wonder if the sudden decline in his health was the way that his body grieved, even though he seemingly emotionally and spiritually yeah. was optimistic. Do you think there might be some truth to that, that there is an inevitable grieving process that happens, whether right. it be on the emotional plane, the physical plane? Yeah. What do you think about that? I'm, I'm not... A professional health expert <laughs> or they're putting that out there um, <laughs> um but yeah i think there was a big part of us as a family understanding that you know there was one last treatment like one hill mary left mm. for him um and he just asked if he just could you know pass away in peace really? 
Um, and I, it definitely has to do something with, you know, losing my grandmother, yeah. you know, um, people were telling me a lot of, a lot of times, you know, significant others that have been together for such a long time, right. they go, um, in pretty, um, you know, in a, in a close time frame. Sure. And so, um, you know, we don't know if that treatment would have helped, if mm-hmm. it wouldn't have, um, but, you know, all that tying in, a lot of it was, you know, my grandparents' faith that allowed them to have this bit of peace and serenity. Yeah. Even in their final days. Yeah. Um, my grandfather, as you know, he knew he was he didn't have much time left. He was essentially preaching to us. Wow. Um, <laughs> even as he knew his time was coming, he went yeah. out, still wanted to share. Yeah. Things. I mean, his last few days, he wasn't able to really talk mm-hmm. or anything like that. He had trouble breathing. But um, even up to that point, you know, he was, you know, saying that he was thankful for family, yeah. you know, for God and. A lot of my faith has been, you know, passed down from my grandparents. Yeah, that's 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 such an interesting story because it's it's always a great thing when you can point back to like generations mm-hmm. of evidence of faith, whether yeah. whether you were walking for a long time or something that's new. It's so special when someone can say like, "I know that my grandparents' prayers or my parents' oh, prayers yeah. kind of guided me through." Um, can you talk to us a little bit about what what the Bible talks about? on the topic of grief? Uh, yeah, a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Bible, in many ways, can be looked at as a very tragic mm. book, you know, if mm. you look at it. Um, everything leading up to the coming of Jesus. Yeah. Um, there's hope scattered and sprinkled and signs showing sure. all throughout, but, man, it, it, it's a book of grief and tragedy. tragedy. Of, <laughs> um, I mean, as, as pure literature, if you mm. want to just read something exciting, right? Yeah, just go for it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so for me, a couple of scriptures obviously stands out for me um, is in the story of Job um, when he just loses everything, loses mm. his family, loses health, loses his wealth. Right. Um, and through it all, God says that Job he did not sin. Yeah. And I mean that he was angry for sure. Yeah. You know he was seeking counsel with his friends, all this stuff. Um, he, you know, he, he talked back to God. Um, I, I, I'm not familiar with those talks, by yeah, the way. <laughs> those long lament nights. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I surely had those moments um, throughout, you know, my grandparents' health and that month and a half. Yeah. Um, but oddly enough, God said through all of it, he didn't, he didn't sin. Mm. And it was, it was, you saw Job processing his grief, but he was processing it with God. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, he wasn't just turning to anything and to, you know, absorb his pain and his suffering. Yeah. He's like, okay, I, I know what's going on. I, I don't know what's going on here, but I, I need to talk to God about yeah. this. Um, and what, then this. What you're saying is so mm-hmm. huge. I'm sorry to cut you yeah. off. Because I don't think, I don't think many people know. Right, like, because a lot of people suffer with the guilt that comes with grief. Like, I think that in my experience in talking to people who have grieved, whether it was last year's pandemic or even way back to like nine yeah. eleven, just these different Katrina, right? And speaking to people in my life, I think that people have this idea that it's bad to grieve. Mm-hmm. But what you're saying is no grieve, like go through oh, that yeah. process, but do it with God. Yeah, I think for a lot of people that's gonna be a new concept. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you feel like you always knew, or is that new for you too? Oh, no, I mean, I'm still learning now. Um, like, I think everyone has a default reaction to mm, grief, right. right? Whether it's to, you know, find something that, you know, ab- absorbs the pain, mm-hmm. right? Or some way that we lash out in anger, right? right? 
Um, and I'm not saying any of that is is bad. You know, we we're we're people that we need to learn how to cope. We need to sure. how to make this work. Sure. Um, we, we feel this deep pain, and we gotta be able to mitigate it somehow. Right. Um, for me personally, all I could say is that the best remedy I found was really taking that and confronting God with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if I, if for me, if I'm preaching these things, we're saying. He is the true healer. He mm-hmm. is the comforter that we see all across scripture. Mm-hmm. All right, then if you're my counselor, I'm gonna have this I'm gonna have this out with you, God. Yeah, that's great. Um and yeah, even Jesus, even in Matthew 5, 4 says, Blessed those who are mourned, for they shall be comforted. Mm. Right? So he's encouraging, like yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah. And in John eleven, he sees his friend Lazarus dead. Mm, yeah. And you know, short the, the famous short scripture, Jesus right, wept, Jesus right? Thirty five. Yeah. Like he um I mean, he's Jesus. He, he knew he was gonna raise him from the dead. Right, but it still touched him. Yeah, yeah. And he took this. He, I think it was what's important is he took that moment to weep. Yeah. With his friends and family. Oh, that's so good. Um, because you know, like I, I, I love the Christian hope. I love mm-hmm. the victory that we so often talk about. Yeah. And you know, unfortunately, I've attended one too many shares of funerals, mm-hmm. and you know, the message is always like, "Do not mourn, do yeah. not weep," right? And I'm like, "No, no. <laughs> like." <laughs> That's I'm part gonna, of it. I'm gonna cry. I'm yeah. gonna grieve, right? So you um, feel like Jesus was intentional about sharing that moment of grief with the people who were there. Yeah. Wow. I, I mean, I believe so because he had, you know, we, we we will experience that victory for those who believe. Right. right? We right. will experience the hope. We will experience the no weeping. Mm-hmm. You know, no no grief. No all that in heaven. Right. But I think he recognized, like, as he walked this earth, like, there is so much pain. Yeah. There is grief. No, yeah, that's so good. And. Yeah, I, I, you know, sometimes we, we, we hail that flag way too quickly. It's true. Right? We don't let it process. We want to show people we're okay. Yeah. You, you mentioned Jesus weeping with friends. What, what do you think, like, if Jesus, if Jesus walked the earth today and he had just gone through the year we just had, what would be that picture of Jesus? What do you think would, we would see from Jesus 2021 on oh, man. Where would we find him? That's a big question. <laughs> um. The world is listening, Brian. No, I'm just kidding. Wow. Um, yeah, that's 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 a tough one and an easy one at the same time. Yeah, it's tough because I'm not Jesus, right? Right. right. Um, I I like to believe, and, I, and this is why I'm part of a church. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is what we we are trying to reenact. Right. Where would Jesus be? Right. That's great. Right. Um, and I, I believe he would be of those who feel like they don't have a voice. Mm-hmm. Right. We, you know, went through. You know this whole political year of you know all these social media platforms. I think he'll be with the ones that don't have a voice or a say in yeah. any of that matter. That's great. Um, I think he'll be with those who are definitely marginalized, who are grieving. Um, I think he he will be with those in the hospital mm-hmm. who are losing loved ones, mm-hmm. can't even be in the same room with them to hug them, wow. um, to see them. Um, I, I think he'll be walking the earth with those who are struggling to feed their themselves, to right. feed their family. Yeah. Um, those who lost their jobs, um, those who are experiencing injustice and pain and yeah. feeling like their, their their liberty and their rights as dignity as a human is being robbed. Um, yeah, he'll be, he'll be, I think, I believe he'll be walking with those people. Um, I also believe he'll be walking with those Christians and teaching us and correcting us mm. on how to love the way that he has loved. Yeah. Much like he did with the Pharisees. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting because, I mean, one, he'd, he'd be busy is what it sounds like. Yeah. Like. But even as you described that, I could not help but to think, man, if I'm a Christian right now, well, I'm wanting to embody 
Christ in the things that I do and say, you just laid out a shopping list of things like, hey, if you have the mind of Christ and you have the heart of Christ and you want to share that with people, you do what you just described. You get close to the people who are without, whether it's without physical needs or without hope or without jobs or without provisions or without a voice like you mentioned. And so I get what you mean when you said that's difficult, but it's also easy. How often do you think we complicate um, this idea of like grief and being with others? Do you think we get it right most of the time as human beings, or do you feel like there's something we can learn? Uh, I mean, I think there's always more to learn. Um, I think it's it's hard for us to sit with someone in grief because sometimes we don't know mm-hmm. how to respond. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what that's the one silver lining of pain is we learn to be empathetic towards others, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, I I could understand losing a loved one. Yeah. Um, in my head, I could imagine it, mm-hmm. um, but I, I don't think. I could ever sit with someone fully sure. um, without experiencing this. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes we avoid it because we don't know how to encounter it. Oh, yeah. Right. How um, many times have you started drafting a text yeah. because you've heard of a tragedy for someone yeah. and you literally can't think of the words? You yeah. don't know what to type, right? Yeah. My wife and I, uh, we had a friend, uh, very great friends of ours, and they, they suffered uh, a stillborn birth for their son. And we... We, we express our initial condolences, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's just what you do, right? But to this day, it's so difficult to know what to say or if to say yeah. anything at all. Um, I'm wondering if you have any advice for someone who would say, I know someone who's grieving. I don't know how to grieve with them. Yeah. Or I don't know how to be a friend during their grief. Do you, do you have any advice for anyone who's trying to manage not personal grief, but grief of another, someone close to you. Yeah. Um, I, things that, that I appreciated was definitely any any form of text. Mm. Um, it's it's odd enough, like, you think, you know, all these texts are coming in, all these calls, all these messages, but man, I could I can recall, mm-hmm. um, if you're asking a year from now, I could probably still recall like, who reached out, wow. um, you know, who texted, who I had phone conversations with. Yeah. Um, it, it means a lot. And so even if you don't know what to do or what to say, yeah. sit with people in that silence, yeah. as awkward, as uncomfortable as it could be. Just be there. Yeah. Um, pray with them. Mm. Um, pray for them. Um, I've often found times even people who aren't of faith, yeah. they'll, they'll appreciate they prayers appreciate. if you ask. Yeah. Um, and I think we're always, so, we're always so quick to find solutions for that grief, mm-hmm. um, which is helpful, right? Like if there's a loss of X, right? right. We're always trying to find a way to you know fill that void yeah which is fine but I, I think the first initial step is just to be present be there right let them know you're there yeah whether it's to go out for a meal right um and you know if you're not sure like hey is it too soon mm-hmm. right i don't want to wait too long right just ask hey when would it be a good time to catch a meal together sure right? um is it weird to ask just straight out yeah. just explicitly like hey what can i do what do you need yeah i, mean, I, I think it depends on people sure right um for me i, I really didn't know yeah i was kind of like you know for me unfortunately i had family or other family around okay but i know um that people will have needs and some people will ask mm-hmm. um or tell you straight up what it is right what's not but i think it's it's okay to um ask that question yeah yeah it sounds like what you're saying is something is better than nothing yeah yeah i think that um i'm a part of the the people group that would say I don't know what to say, so I'm just not going to do anything. Because yeah. I think that what you think is, 
I'm going to send this message and it's going to be a drop in the bucket or yeah. a, a drop in the sea of messages people are receiving. Yeah. But here you are today, you would say, no, it matters. Mm-hmm. Even if the person just glanced at it and couldn't respond, yeah. it matters because it adds to yeah. the support they need. Yeah. So I was thinking about an analogy that I heard. Um, someone told me recently, um, I was processing uh, the loss of my sister, uh, which is about to be two years at this point, two years ago. And someone said to me, they said, grief is like a button in a box with uh, this giant ball inside and the ball is constantly hitting that grief button Mm. when the event first happens. And then they said, over time, the grief is still there. That button is still in the box, but the ball gets smaller and it hits the button less often. But when it does, you still feel the weight of that grief. I did not know that that was what grief was like, that I would be okay for three or four months and then I'm like flipping an omelet one day and then the ball hits the button and you're feeling that grief again. What do you think are some other examples of things like that that people don't understand or probably would not understand about you? Yeah. Greg, I think you're reading my notes. <laughs> um, so that's uh, in um, Grief Observed by C.S. Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic short read. If you anyone wants to pick up a summer read, it's probably a dark read, but it's a good read. <laughs> uh, it's not a full side reading book. Yeah, but, but read it in the daylight. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> C.S. Lewis says, um, for in grief, nothing stays put. Mm. One keeps an emerging form from a face, but it always recurs. Round and round, everything repeats. Wow. Am I going in circles, or dare I hope I am on a spiral? But if a spiral, am I going up or down it? How often will it be for always? How often will the vast emptiness astonish me like a complete novelty and make me say, I never realized my loss till this moment? The same leg is cut off time after time. Oh, my God. Um, and that last line in that book, C.S. Lewis says that grief and like loss is the equivalent of losing loved ones, like an amputation. Mm. And, yeah, I mean, definitely early on, there was a lot of mourning. Mm-hmm. Um, everything brought up memories of my grandparents, right? right. Yeah. Um, we had to clean out the apartments, you know, afterwards. Um, and, man, I, I stayed there for the week with my mom. Yeah. And everything, just sitting on the sofa where he sat at, yeah. reminded me of them. Yeah. Um, and so it, it, it definitely, the intervals are not as close together. Sure. But there'll be moments where, like, I'm at a restaurant and I'm eating something. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, my grandfather cooked the bomb version wow. of this. And, like, it, 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 it you feel hits. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, sometimes it's just, I'm just walking down the street. Yeah. And... I don't know, and I don't know why, but I made my home screen on my phone uh, a picture of my grandparents. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, <laughs> just doesn't help at all. I, I, I thought it was a wise, you know, <laughs> you know, sentimental thing sure. to do. It's like no backfire. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, and I think that's a loss and the pain of this world. Yeah, that there will always be grief, um, but the hope is that that Jesus is that healer and comforter. Yeah, that's and great. that one day when we're with Him, mm-hmm. man, I'm gonna see my grandparents. Yeah. I'm going to be, I don't know if I'm going to wake up at 5.30 a.m. them singing hymns and, uh, <laughs> you know, I might sleep in a little bit, but um, I'm going to be able to hear the voices yeah. praying and singing again, yeah. right? That voice that woke me up every morning, drove me crazy when I looked at them. <laughs> right, right. No, I mean, that's that's great. I love how personal that sounds because grief is personal. Yeah. And based on what you just, just described, it doesn't ask permission to be a part of our lives. Yeah. It just is a part of it right. in some way, whether it's as simple for lack of a better term as you know losing friends at 
you know, grade three or two, yeah. or, you know, suffering the loss of grandparents. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we heard a lot today. We learned a lot today. I know I definitely did. Um, Brian, I want to thank you for going toward this topic because yeah. it is not an easy one, but I think you did a great job at unpacking it for us today. Thanks. Um, and to the listeners, uh, we hope that you gained from today. And if there's something that you want to ask myself or Bryant or anyone on the staff, you can go ahead and email us at prayer at hopebrooklyn.org. Um, specifically because we'd love to pray with you around these topics. And if there's also any topic that you'd like to hear us talk about, man, we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and message us on all forums. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you thought about today's episode, and we want to know what you would like to hear in future episodes. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Bite. To find out more about the mission and ministry of Hope Brooklyn and to subscribe to our other podcasts and lots more, visit us online at www.hopebrooklyn.org.